Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing trauma and abuse from an energetic perspective. So as we know, at the core of who we are, we are energetic beings. That is who we are. We are made up of pure energy. And it would be impossible to really understand fully the way abuse and trauma affects our mind, body, and spirit unless we paid attention to how our sense of self and our development and our psyche gets uh, experiences energy uh, through these adverse experiences. So when we have this information, when we have an idea of how we at the core are, are energy beings, energetic beings, and how our energy, our experiences around us affect our energy and our, our makeup, then we'll have a, just an understanding of the mental and emotional injuries, and we'll have more insight and clarity as to how to deal and ultimately how to heal those injuries. So two brilliant books that have helped me gain so much clarity in this field. Both of them are by Anna Dea Judith, one of my favorite authors. Uh, the first one is Charge in the Energy Body, and the second one is Eastern Body, Western Mind. So I'm, I'm going to share the link to purchase these books if you are interested. I highly suggest reading both of them to get an in-depth understanding of how we are affected energetically by trauma, adverse experiences, as well as tips on how to correct that damage and, and ultimately heal it. So for those who aren't aware, we have a book club. This is the MHC Healing Community Monthly Book Club where I review a specific book that discusses topics on healing, and then we have a monthly meetup. So last month, we actually reviewed the first book, like I mentioned, Charge and the Energy Body, and then this month of May, we're gonna be reviewing uh, Eastern Body, Western Mind. So the meetup, we have one meetup per month, and that meetup is actually gonna be taking place this Friday. So I'm gonna share the link below as well to join the MHC Healing Community uh, book club, or I should say the MHC Healing Community. Once you join that, you can go ahead and, and, and see the information about that book club. So feel free to get that book and then ultimately read as much as you can and then join us this Friday for the monthly uh, book club. In this episode, I want to discuss, I want to go over some points from these books that I thought were just fascinating and, and really helpful in my healing. Uh, these to This topic obviously is endless and I would not come close to covering all the information on this topic in one episode, but these are some of the insights that I felt really resonated with me and help me on my healing journey and also share some of my own tips and insights uh, based on what I learned. So when we go through a traumatic experience, essentially the energy of that experience gets stored in our body. We don't, if we haven't completed the file, if we haven't really gained closure on that experience, and if we haven't uh, resolved it, we haven't balanced those energies, this energy, if not discharged, you know, processed or healed, essentially it gets stuck and part of ourselves, essentially, part of our energy field is stuck in that experience. And this really impacts our personality, our sense of self, the way we relate to the world, our perceptions, as well as our, our physical bodies, the way our, our physical body is made up. An example of this were to say, you know, let's say you were on the receiving end of constant criticism throughout childhood, you know, verbal, emotional abuse. Essentially what's happening is, is that it's a metaphorical syringe that's injecting into your psyche shame and guilt. Now these emotions, even years after these experiences are essentially just sitting, festering in the psyche, and slowly it's beginning to impact the way you think, your belief system, your self-image, um, and ultimately the relationship you have with yourself and, and, and other, other people. So this, according to Anna Dea Judith, can literally affect 
the body structure of the victim, the, the way the body is shaped. And in her book, Charge in the Energy Body, she actually outlines five physical character structures. And ultimately she describes how they become like that and the development, what they must have gone through to, to have their body look a certain way. And it's really wild because she tells you, you can look at a person and based on the shape of their body and the way they walk, the way they talk, you can quite literally identify um, things that they might've gone through to, to cause that to be. And her five character structures include the schizoid structure that she refers to as caught in between two worlds. She, uh, the oral structure, which is the empathic lover, the endorer structure or the masochist. She has the challenger defender structure or the power broker. And then finally the rigid structure, or she calls it the achiever. So an example of one of these would be the oral structure, which is very similar to the people-pleasing codependent. And she, uh, to quote from her book, she says like this, the oral structure or the empathic lover can be overly attached and clingy. Their bodies are chronically undercharged. So they have a slumping position where everything collapses downward. In standing, their knees are often locked, which throws the hips forward, the chest back, the head forward, bringing all the chakras out of alignment. When the shoulders are rounded forward and the chest concave, the belly pushes outward to compensate. With a collapsed chest, their breath tends to be shallow, which further contributes to less charge. If you think of how your body feels when you're tired, that is the semi-permanent state of the oral pattern body, relaxed but not very energized. The muscles tend to remain soft and lack definition. However, they are highly flexible and fluid, preferring movement to stillness, which uh, concludes the uh, insight there on the oral structure. So just fascinating how the way, if you take a look at your body and you ask yourself, hey, what have I gone through? The body is actually quite literally giving you information about some of the things you've gone through. And she says at one point that physical diseases such as scoliosis, right, which is the sideways curvature of the spine is a result of trauma and abuse, which if you think about it makes perfect sense based on the fact that this individual might have just kept their core, which is their, their, their spine just kept getting attacked energetically by somebody who is abusing them. And ultimately the core structure of the victim is misaligning their mind, body, and spirit. So may or may not be the case necessarily, but it's something to think about when it comes to the way our body uh, keeps the score, right? The body holds on to this trauma and, and stores it and ultimately develops uh, around those energies. It's really so fascinating to learn how the body is literally developmentally shaped and influenced and our personality as well in correlation to how energy, the energy of the experience we've gone through, because every experience has an emotion to it and emotion is energy, energy and motion. And that ultimately develop, uh, it causes us to act and react and, and develop in certain ways. So when a person is traumatized, there is essentially a fragmentation of their, their sense of self or a split of the, of the alignment of their mind, body, and spirit. And this misalignment, essentially, it interrupts the flow of energy that would be the case if a person were aligned, mind, body, and spirit, with their higher self. So uh, a perfectly aligned person, right? And this is why when a person is misaligned, there's going to be dis-ease and chaos in their lives because their energies are all over the place, so to speak. They're not necessarily fluid. Uh, they're just simply sporadic and chaotic. So in addition, traumas can create holes in one's auric field, one's energy field, and that those holes can leak precious energy, which can ca cause a person to feel very depleted. Uh, somebody who's, a, who's an abuse victim, uh, oftentimes, like we said before, the oral structure is just very depleted because energetically they're just not aligned. In addition, this can create maladaptive coping, coping mechanisms or defense mechanisms. And these things use a ton of our energy, our life force energy, and it's simply using energy just to survive, which again, serves to explain why many victims of abuse and trauma are just exhausted, just trying to stay alive and trying to just regulate their very chaotic, dysregulated emotions. Now, because abuse and trauma are essentially accompanied 
most always by negative emotions such as shame, guilt, fear. Uh, these emotions essentially are going are very low vibrational, low conscious emotions, and they're constantly going to affect our consciousness. And they lower our vibrations, they lower our state of consciousness, and they sort of suck us down and keep us stuck in a very victim mindset, a very low conscious state. So another effect of, of energy on our, on our sense of self and on our consciousness. Now, most of the energy blockages and energetic ties to our past are existing in the aforementioned subconscious mind. So when we go through experiences that we haven't regulated, we haven't gained closure with, we haven't worked through, uh, in essence, those, those need closure. And if they haven't gotten closure, they usually just get denied from our consciousness and stuffed down in the subconscious mind. And essentially, they're just outside of our conscious awareness. Now, that does not mean that they're not affecting us. And, and they are continuously affecting us no matter how many years have passed. So when we get triggered, essentially what's happening is that something in the outside world that we're going through energetically is aligning with something in our subconscious that is in need of resolution and healing. So if we were to get triggered from something in the outside world, it would very much behoove us to take a look at what is aligning inwardly. And by studying our triggers, it could be a great way of understanding what energies are still below the surface in the subconscious that are unresolved and are very much influencing our consciousness, our sense of self, and, and holding us back from really living our aligned, authentic, happy, fulfilling lives. And like I mentioned, just because something is outside our conscious awareness, that doesn't mean our consciousness is not being influenced. And just because we aren't aware of that doesn't mean that it's not going to influence our decisions and as a result, our life. So we have to take responsibility of our energy field and understand that yes, we are energy and there are things outside of us that we can, we can choose to engage with or not, but there are things that happened to us in the past that are still stuck in us. And those things are manifesting reality for us in many different ways. It's manifesting our, our perceptions and our decision makings, our attitudes, our beliefs. So by taking responsibility for that energy field and then healing the wounds, you know, blocking up those holes in our auric field that leak our energy life force and becoming whole will essentially free up that energy that's being used and being leaked and being just essentially not uh, allowed to uh, be in the present moment in our present moment experience. It's stuck in the past. And by bringing that, those energies into the present moment and then resolving them ultimately in healing, we become whole and we're able to use those energies as we decide, as we wish, and we can use them really, however consciously or mindfully to go in the direction that we choose of, of health, of, of, of our authenticity. So I hope this episode, you know, the information we discussed here, you know, influences you to take a look at the energy around you, that which is, was around you early on and how that influenced the development of your, of your core sense of self and ultimately how that sense of self is similar to the way it was in childhood. And obviously since energy doesn't really matter, doesn't really care about how much time has passed, it really is, is, not, a, is not a time-based thing, that sense of self is very similar. It's, it's almost the same as childhood, in which case we're, we're being influenced by what happened to us in childhood today. And the good news is, is that energy could be manipulated, it can be transmuted, it can be influenced for healing purposes, and we can correct these issues if we go inward to our psyche, to our subconscious mind, and we, we get that closure we need from those experiences in the past, and we transmute those energies, we balance them, and then we bring that energy into the, into the present moment. Once we heal that at a fundamental level, we can really heal a lot of our relationship issues that are occurring today. And you know, once you take responsibility for that energy field, you know, you align your mind, body, and spirit, correcting, correcting that faulty alignment from childhood, so many of our issues correct itself and we begin to live more authentically and happy and fulfilling lives. So if this is something that you're struggling with, you know, because we are energetic beings and we don't necessarily see 
consciously how energy affects us and how we affect other people, and ultimately in childhood, how our parents, how our primary caregivers, how our experiences, which are so powerful. We were so raw in childhood. Our, our, our psyche was being developed. Our programming was being downloaded. Those experiences are as real as they were then, as they are today, even though it's unconscious. So we got to bring that to the awareness, be an honor to, to help you do that and get in touch with those energies and learn how to manipulate them and, and work with them, obviously in, in a healthy way, so we can balance them and get back to that core, healthy, authentic place that you can most certainly get to the place that you were before you were injured and wounded. And that's a place where we'll be able to create from authenticity and create our most fulfilling and aligned balanced lives. So it'd be such an honor to help you along this healing journey. Uh, if you're interested, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'd be happy to work directly with you through that healing process feel free to reach out to me for a consultation to discuss working together. My email is yitzyitz at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.